News Radio 920 presents The Roundtable Real Estate Simplified with Emilio Despirito, team leader of the Despirito team with Home Smart Professionals. Thank God for my life, for the stars and stripes, may freedom forever fly, and the radio world. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Hey, good morning. Today is Sunday, September 23rd, and this is the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified. Listen, this is your show for everything real estate, buying, selling, holding, investing. We're going to have on top-tier professionals to talk with you about the various topics, and oftentimes we're bringing on uh, different business professionals in various fields to talk with you about that as well. So we hope that this show enlightens you, helps you out, and gives you something to talk about at that Sunday family dinner. Good stuff. If you have any real estate questions for me and you want to talk about them off air, call me 401-359-2338. I'll be saying the phone number throughout the show. 401-359-2338. That's my personal cell phone. Now, my team and I cover Rhode Island and Massachusetts. So no matter where you are over there, or if you need somebody in any of the other 50 wonderful states here, we can refer you to someone. Okay. All right, so we've got a, a great show for you today. We've got some legal advice with Ted Tapuzis. He's going to be coming on. He's going to be talking about some various subjects. I think you're going to want to definitely tune in, especially if you know um, somebody selling or if you know a buyer. Uh, they're, they're probably going to want to tune into those segments. Very informative, okay? All right, so the market is uh, the market's a little bit different now than it was, and uh, to me, that's no shocker, but at the same time, to plenty, it is. And what I'm seeing right now is a lot of people in denial that the market could be shifting a bit, okay? And a lot of times, we kind of get stuck in the same gear, and it's been a seller's market, but it's been a very challenging market. It's been a very tough real estate climate because there's just not, there was not enough homes on the market throughout all of Rhode Island, basically. And now what we're seeing is we're seeing more homes hitting the market. So I am on a couple different neighborhood websites. Okay. You may have heard of it. It's called Nextdoor. And I've got feedback from, I did a video about the fall 2018 market, and I had two different people from two different neighborhoods comment, haha, yeah, right, it's a hardcore seller's market, nothing is happening. Well, I've got some data for you, and I hate to say it because I, I love seller's markets, I'm a listing agent, right? But we also, there's opportunity in every market. And right now we're moving more towards a balanced market, which is actually good for sellers and buyers, okay? Um, so let's talk about that, all right? What is going on out there? Well, mortgage applications fell by 1.8% over the past week, according to Mortgage Bankers, and Associ uh, Mortgage Bankers Association. And the volume, so the dollar amount, was 18% lower compared to the same week last year. Now think about this for a second. If there's about 2% less buyers and uh, filling out applications for the near future and volume, the cash, is down 18% lower compared to the same time last year, and we're constantly seeing this happen week over week over week, when that happens... Things are absolutely going to change. They have to. So mortgage rates are up. What do you think happens when mortgage rates go up? Well, prices can't escalate the way that they have. 
In 2018, prices have escalated in most areas around 10, 11% double digits. That's that. Ask anybody that knows real estate over time. That is not a normal type of market. Okay. We can't sustain that. It's impossible. So the naysayers and the people saying that this is going to continue, I'm sorry. You should definitely check where you're getting your information and shut that garbage off. And you should probably tune into to shows like this, or you should definitely check out what the, the Rhode Island Association of Realtors or the Mass Association of Realtors are posting. Okay. A couple of other interesting pieces of data that I found is the original price versus the sold price. Now, I get all of this information from the multi-listing service. It's the most accurate housing data that we have here. I'm specifically talking about Rhode Island right now. So if you're in Massachusetts and you want to know about yours, call me. 401 359 2 Three three eight. I'm going to connect you with a top-notch Massachusetts realtor, 401-359-2338. And here's the deal. In Rhode Island right now, original price versus sold price. In September, the median original price was $305,900. That's huge. That's a high median price. However, let's look at the sale price median, $276,000. All right. So, doesn't take a mathematician to tell you that's about a 10% difference. That's about a 10% difference. Now, I don't know if you remember, a couple of shows back, I was talking about how over the whole country, about a billion dollars in price reductions. Now is not the time where you can aggressively overprice your home. Be careful. Do not put your home on the market and overprice it because you're going to lose. If there is a tactic that you can do to really kick butt out in this housing market, it is to price your home aggressively. Now, if your home needs a lot of work as well, that's a whole nother story. You cannot price a home that needs a lot of work with uh, to compare it to, to homes that don't. Why? Because inventory is picking up, okay? 33, 33 out of... 73 zip codes that I looked at in Rhode Island are now balanced or buyer's markets, okay? That's that's literally almost half of all zip codes in Rhode Island are now balanced or buyer's markets. That is true data that comes from the Rhode Island Association of Realtors, and right now there are 40, about 40 seller's markets uh, as far as zip codes go in Rhode Island. So a lot of times people don't realize it's happening in their zip code. I can get you this if you'd like. Text me or call me 401-359-2338. Do definitely do a, a market checkup in your area if you're considering selling now or in the next six months. Things are changing. Here's another fact I'd love to share with you is that for the first time in 29 months, inventory here in Rhode Island has increased. So the amount the amount of single-family homes for sale here in Rhode Island has increased for the first time in almost 30 months. Things are changing. The, the Things are absolutely changing. And again, if you're just tuning in, this is the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified. We were talking about how the market is shifting a bit in more areas than not uh, throughout Rhode Island. Get this, 33 zip codes. 33 zip codes are now in balanced or buyer's markets here in Rhode Island. And 40 zip codes, okay, 40 zip codes are still in a seller's market. Still a very healthy market out there for sellers. Balance doesn't actually necessarily mean a, a bad thing. And in uh, a buyer's market is not bad at all if you're buying. So don't listen to the hype of the big media. Get your information from local real store, real estate agents and, and, and reliable sources. 
I would not suggest contacting the realtor that sells one or two properties a year. I would suggest contacting somebody that sells at least two per month. That's my suggestion. They're out there. They're grinding. They're working hard. Give me a call if you'd like to talk about any of this at all. If you're curious about your home specifically, multi, single, or condo. If you own commercial real estate as well, I can refer you to some folks. 401-359-2338. Again, 401-359-2338. We've got a fantastic show coming up. We've got Ted Tapuzis with Tapuzis & Associates. Now, Ted is a top-tier attorney. He's licensed here in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. He's got some interesting things to tell us about tenancy, okay? So how to take tenancy. Now, this is going to come in handy if ever you're purchasing a property with a significant other, okay? They could be boyfriend, girlfriend, family, wife, whatever it is. Good information there. We're also going to be talking about power of attorney as well as what do you do in the event of a divorce. Of course, don't forget, you can check out all the top events here in Rhode Island. We have it every single show brought to you by riblogger.com because... When you're buying real estate or when you want to be a part of a community, you got to know what's going on. So today, hug a neighbor, settle your differences, let's show love for one another. This is a fantastic place. I love everybody. And uh, I hope you're promoting that message to your kids, to your grandkids. Shut that crappy mass media off and let's just be one community. I love you all. Thank you so much. God bless you. And I'm looking forward to having a fantastic show talking about one of the best opportunities in the world, and that's real estate right here. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back. News Radio 920 presents The Roundtable Real Estate Simplified with Emilio Despirito, team leader of the Despirito team with Home Smart Professionals. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Hey, good morning. Thank you for tuning in to the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified. We're here with you every Sunday, and now we are streaming on about a dozen different podcast channels from iTunes to Google to Stitcher, SoundCloud, you name it. We're on your favorite podcast channels. I want you to check those out if you could, if you missed any of our past shows. It's fantastic. You can also find videos of all of our segments on the Roundtable Radio And if you have any information you need, or if you just simply need, um, you know, a contact for anything, give me a call on my personal number. That's why I'm here. 401-359-2338. Quick shout out to David out of Narragansett who called me after listening to uh, one of the past shows, as well as Lou from Pawtucket. Thank you, gentlemen, for calling. Had fantastic conversations. And I'm going to be helping both, uh, I believe, with the real estate in the near future. So thank you very much. 401-359-2338. We're here in the studios, but that is my off-air number. And give me a call on that, okay? Now, in the studio with us, if you missed last segment, we were talking with Ted Tapuzis with Tapuzis & Associates. And we were talking about the power of attorney. Very interesting. Um, and if you missed that, no sweat. Again, catch it on the roundtableradio.com. But we were also talking about, let's talk about tenancies and 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 how the tenancies work because I think a lot of people get confused with that. They do, yeah, right. They they, they definitely do, and and you know it's it's always a last minute conversation as well. You know it really is because uh, you know you, lots of times you don't even think about it uh, prior mm-hmm. to closing, and this is mainly uh, a, a, um, a conversation that you have with. Uh, with a buyer side, you know, because uh, that's when the deed when the deed gets prepared. There's usually a blank, for, and and it's also it comes into to play when there's uh, more than one person on title and yep. they're not married. So okay. so I, I'm so sorry, but so to simplify this, 
tenancy has to do with the buyers and how they take title, title to the property. That's right. Okay, yep. great. Exactly. So what type of tenancies would apply here and who would they apply to? Sure. Okay. So, well, it's it's not a problem when you take title in your individual name. Like if, if let's say, Ted Tapuzas purchases a property, um, I'm the only one on the deed mm-hmm. you know, as the grantee. You know, I take it uh, in my individual name. That's it. Um, no big deal. But uh, okay. the issue comes up when there's more than one person on title. And so, you know, especially when it's a, you know, we see this a lot, um, at, you know, when there's first-time home buyers. Mm-hmm. You know, and first-time home buyers, you know, maybe buying the property with, uh, you know, maybe, maybe a relative, you know, brother, sister. I've sure. seen that. I've seen, uh, you know, um, boyfriend, girlfriend. A all lot, the time. All yep. the time. Right. And so the conversation, and it's a, it's an awkward conversation because it's at that point, and <laughs> you know exactly yeah, what I'm I talking see it all about. The time, yeah. um, when uh, when they're sitting at the table and you say, "All right, guys, um, you know, I, I, you probably haven't had uh, to think about this prior to this, but you will have to think about it now yeah. uh, because we have to put the vesting this 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 tenancy." Um, on the deed before it gets recorded. Mm -hmm. And so how do you want to take title to the property? And so there's several different ways for a non-married couple uh, to take title to the property. It's either by tenants in common, which is, uh, you know, a a mechanism where two people can hold title in in different percentages even, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And uh, if something were to happen, the the operative point is, uh, is survivorship. Okay, what happens when one of these parties dies? Um, and uh, you know, it, you know, they're not they're not available anymore to to be able to convey. Now, you know, where does that interest go? Well, that interest on a tenants in common goes to the heir of this uh, deceased uh, uh, property owner. I see. So, can can I interject there real mm-hmm. quick? So, let's just say a boyfriend girlfriend boyfriend dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the boyfriend has the and this is tenants in common. You common. said okay. Common. So the boyfriend has the mom on yeah. there. So yeah. the mom gets his ownership. Yeah, so it wouldn't be on. He, so well, the mom wouldn't be on the deed because yeah. it would just be him and and his girlfriend. Uh, and sh- and if he dies, mom is the only heir. So then they'd have to do a probate of uh, the the boyfriend's um, yeah. estate to give the uh, the interest to the mom. Mm-hmm. So that so the 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 concern that comes up on on that type of vesting and it's and it, it definitely definitely has its purpose, you know. Mm-hmm. But the concern um, that that comes up is that a probate needs to be so so some legal process has yep. to take place in order for that property to be conveyed um, and and also that uh, survivor might not want to be on title with mom you know what I mean what or, happens and I'm I, I, what happens if that if they don't like let's just say if the mom mm. doesn't like the girlfriend and the mom's like I want to sell the house yeah wow what and the girlfriend doesn't want to sell it. what happens yeah you, you have to come to an agreement. Uh, maybe you know the girlfriend buy mom out. Maybe girlfriend buys mom out. You know, mom buys girlfriend out. Girlfriend you know, can't buy mom knows? out. What happens? What then she... they have to sell. Yeah, they may have to sell. Now, what happens if they ref- if the girlfriend refuses to sell? Lawsuit. Possibly. Yeah. Okay, so you're yep. a first time home buyer. I think well, let's specifically speak That's to first time home buyers. Sure. You're a first time home buyer. Mm-hmm. You probably might not want to take tenants in common, especially if your mom doesn't like yeah. your girlfriend. 
Yes, that's right. Or or vice versa. Your dad doesn't like your boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, you never know. I mean, that could happen. You know, so that's something to think about. You know, and and you don't have time in in five minutes conversation at the closing table to come to to, to play these scenarios out. That's why we're bringing it up here on the show. Fantastic information, Ted. Yeah, it really is. So what would you suggest for these people? What type of tenancies should first-time homebuyers? It's it's hard to say because they have a reason for taking title as tenants in common. Maybe they don't want – so the other option is joint tenants with rights to survivorship where the survivor – you know, know, so two parties are on title, one party dies – automatically the interest of the deceased passes to the survivor. So, you know, there might be a situation where um, the two parties that are on title, maybe they had uh, differing um, uh, investments in the, in the, in the property, in yeah. the initial investment. Back, you know, okay. One put, in, put up a lot more money than the other. Mm-hmm. Maybe the other didn't put any money up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe there's a reason there where they don't want um, the, the, the title to vest in the survivor if the uh, the inv- the initial investments were lopsided, you know? mm-hmm. so there 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 are legitimate reasons for you know tenants in common, you know, um, but uh, you know joint tenants would alleviate that issue with mom, you know, coming on to title through a probate, yeah, uh, you know where uh, you know the, the the interest would pass to the survivor and then the survivor would then be able to convey, and I and I have bl- had the situation where. Um, people have taken title in the, in uh, as as tenants in common. That was their choice, mm-hmm. and then shortly after a closing, um, one of the one of the parties dies, and, uh-huh. and it was a boyfriend girlfriend uh, situation. So it was uh, it's awkward. It's an awkward conversation to have. Um, but you know the only option there is to to to, pro, to probate, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the, and the issue really also comes in. Um, as first-time home buyers, they kind of are dependent on each other's income to be able to pay the bill. Yeah. And uh, and you know when one of them passes, then the uh, the 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 you know the remaining property owner might have to scramble to make you know to make that mortgage payment. So and when they're scrambling, they're they're going to also have to realize that they have to file a probate as well. Mm. So it's tough. So it's, wow. these are important conversations to have. And you know five minutes time at a closing table, um, you know. Or it's, 10 it's minutes kind of on radio is not enough to yeah. learn about all the different things. That's right. It's putting them on the spot. Needless to say, it's like a real estate transaction. Everything has to be tailored to your specific needs. And that's still why realtors have not been completely replaced yet by no. computers. And I don't, yeah. I don't, I think it's a long ways out before it's, we can be because of that. It can't be. Yeah. Yeah. You need, you need realtors in the, in the mix. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you need attorneys, you need, you need, yep. you know, Yeah. One day, artificial intelligence is going to replace us all. One day, but maybe. Not, not yet. Hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully not. not. My, the human element time. is nice. The it's human important. touch is nice. The empathy is nice. All the, the, you know, I would rather have somebody hold my hand through. I, yeah, I know. When I buy stuff, I want to have an attorney like yourself, Ted. Explain everything explain to you. Explain it. Take I the want time. to ask questions. I That's want right. a human on the other end. I want to know what that human would do. Right. Right. That's right. And that human can also give you experiences, uh, you know, that they've had yeah. um, and, and kind of coach you through the process that way. Mm-hmm. That's great. Now, are there any, uh, we've got a quick uh, minute before we have to go to, to break, but are there any other um, tenancies. tenancies that we should discuss? There's one other one, which is a mar- a pre- reserved to a married couple, uh, tenants, okay. tenants by the entirety. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's uh, where once you're a, uh, a married couple, you're kind of treated as uh, by the by the law as 
as one one person you know a union of you know it's one one individual okay so uh, but that that tendency is only for a married couple so if you're that you know I tendency bring the tendency the up you know mainly because of situations where yeah. there's a joint tenant uh, scenario where they they uh, they're not married or um, you know they they uh, they're not sure which you know do I leave everything to the survivor? Do I you mm-hmm. know, leave it to my heirs? Maybe it's a second marriage, you know, mm-hmm. or not not a second marriage, but a uh, um, you know after a divorce scenario, you know, new uh, new relationship, and uh, you know maybe there's there are children, you know, of the. Uh, you know, one of the one of the tenants. Uh, do, you know. do you have five minutes after this? Because I, I really I'd like to uh, stay tuned, guys. I got to ask Ted one more more question about sure. what happens if you're a tenant in the entirety and you get a divorce. I want to understand this. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back here on the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified. News Radio 920 presents the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified with Emilio Despirito, team leader of the Despirito team with Home Smart Professionals. Now here's Emilio Despirito. Good morning. Thank you for tuning into the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified. This is Emilio Desperado, and I'm a local realtor here in Rhode Island, running a team of real estate professionals out of Rhode Island and Massachusetts. So any questions you have, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, whatever it is, give me a call. We'll connect you and get you the uh, the right information that you're looking for, especially if you own a multi-single family or a condo. Residential real estate still is hot right now, and uh, I'd love to talk with you about that as well. We can help you out, get you a home value estimate for your home, and talk about if now is the right time to sell, or if you're a buyer, if now is the right time to buy. 401-359-2338. We're here for you. Again, 401-359-2338. That's our off-air number. Now, in the studios with us uh, over the past couple of segments, uh, Ted Tapuzis, he's a real estate attorney for for what, over a decade mm. now? Oh, it's like 24 right. years. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh, you look great, man. Yeah. You look you look Thank great. You. That's that's awesome. So Ted's been doing this for 24 years. He's licensed in Florida, uh, Rhode Island, and Massachusetts. And yep. we were talking about a couple different topics today. If you missed those topics, don't worry. Go to theroundtableradio.com. Check out the podcast. Uh, we were talking about tenancies, and we were talking about power of attorney. But there's one question that I had for you, Ted. Mm-hmm. With tenancies, okay, so the way the way two or more buyers take title on a property, they're considered that's considered a tenancy, right? Right. If someone is married and they're a tenancy in the entirety, that's right. Okay, how does that affect them? How, who would take ownership with the divorce? That might be mm-hmm. a loaded question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of little things going on there. So, uh, so that tenancy by the entirety is only is reserved for a married couple. We mentioned that in the previous segment. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and and up until the moment that the uh, that the divorce is final, mm-hmm. uh, these parties are still uh, holding title to that property um, as tenants by the entirety. So they would both have to sign off on a conveyance on a on a deed when they're selling because that's. You know, obviously, the the probably the reason why you're bringing it up yeah. is on a uh, you know listing for eventual sale. Um, so until they're divorced, uh, they'd both have to be um, signing off on the deed. And I know I've had many closing transactions where uh, where um, you know they're in the process of getting divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, they put the house on the market. Mm-hmm. They show up to the closing. Lots of times they don't want to be in the same room because it's pretty bitter. Sad. And yeah. uh, different Very times, um, you know, and and but they both would sign off on the deed until um, until the divorce is final. When 
Um, once it's final, uh, you know, in that process, there's usually a property settlement agreement. Um, yep. And uh, so the divorce gets done, property settlement agreement says property goes to husband, property goes to wife. Um, and, and typically there's a deed that gets executed um, as part of that divorce process um, from the wife to the husband or the husband to the wife. And now that party is the sole, um, you know, seller of that, that, that property. Um, you know, because the divorce does sever the tenancy. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, um, and I'm sorry if you explain this, if I miss this, is is because there's a lot going on here, but is there, if somebody doesn't want to sell and the other party does want to sell, can that, can, can the, the other one buy them out? out or is it all yeah. situational? Oh yeah. No, I think they could definitely buy the... Uh, the one party can buy the other party out, and that does happen at fair market value. Yeah, it would, you'd have to evaluate what the uh, or valuation would it be is. half of the mortgage. Well, it would be half of the uh, the uh, the value of the property at know? the time. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So so the best way to go around doing it would probably to get a broker's price opinion, or to exactly. get um or to get an appraisal, an, an appraisal. official appraisal. I would yeah. su- actually suggest get an official appraisal. I, th- I would too. Yeah. I would too. Especially when it's when it comes to divorce, um, you know, sometimes that 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 is one of the, uh, you know, that well not sometimes that that would be one of the assets of the the uh, the marital estate and yeah. they'd have to evaluate what what each asset is worth to yeah. be able to divvy stuff up absolutely especially if you've bought if you've purchased a home over a year ago you probably have equity in that house unless you totally did not maintain that property um, you probably if you did maintain the property or improve the property you probably have equity in that property yeah oh sure How especially this year well, how many times did you say property in that? Yeah, or equity. Yeah, equity. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's no other words in there. No. I hope my point got across. Yeah, it definitely did. That's good stuff. Ted, How do, if somebody has questions for you, what's the best way? What's the best phone number for them to reach you? They can reach me at 401-533-9888. Ted's not there today. It's Sunday. Leave him a message. You know, leave a message. Tell him you heard it here on the roundtable. Ask him any I'll questions you'd like. Uh, number one more time, Ted. Perfect. Ted practices law, real estate law here in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. Feel free to give Ted a call and ask him any questions uh, that you need as far as real estate goes. Thank you, Ted. You're welcome. Appreciate you being here with us today. And uh, thank you. Can't wait to have you back on. And on the line with us is Jennifer Jaber with RhodeIslandBlogger.com talking about the top five events here in lovely Rhode Island. Jen, welcome back to the roundtable. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. What do we got? What's happening? Well, we have to, you know, touch on the topic of Oktoberfest because they come and go so quickly. Wow. Um, There's an Oktoberfest on September 29th at Beer on Earth in North Kingstown. Mm -hmm. And it's their first Oktoberfest, and it'll celebrate uh, the release of their Oktoberfest lager and other fall uh, beers. There'll be German soft pretzels from Great Harvest Bread Company, as well as German sausages from the VFW. And it's an outdoor party dedicated to traditional German beer and food at the Beer on Earth Brewery, so a good reason to visit them there in North Kingstown. I don't remember if I said that. Mm-hmm. Um, the annual, I really want to do this this year, uh, Miss to Muse Canoe and Kayak Race, and I, I think paddleboarders are also allowed, um, will take place from 2 to 6 p.m. on September 30th. You can register online at musetavern.com or at the Miss 
the day of the race. I think registration starts at noon. Mm-hmm. It's an 80s theme race, too, so that's even better. So you can decorate your canoe, your kayak, and get all dressed up 80s style. Um, there'll be awards for many categories, followed by an outdoor party with food, brews, music, and prizes at the Muse finish line. So that sounds like a blast. Absolutely. On Saturday, September 29th and the 30th, the German-American Cultural Society of Rhode Island in Pawtucket presents their Oktoberfest. It'll be two days of German celebration with authentic German food, drinks, song, and dance. The Bavarian Brothers will provide entertainment along with German dancers, um, an in-house music team, and it's just you know basically another fun for the whole family day. Mm-hmm. The sixth annual fall festival will take place at Mapleville Farm off Victory Highway in Mapleville. Uh, that's September 30th from 11 to 4. It's free admission and it's family friendly, including balloon animals all day, greenhouse tours, pony rides, face painting games, artisan vendors, pumpkin painting food, and more. And uh, that's cash only, so don't be like me and show up with your debit card. Mm. Oh, my like, God. Oh. Happens to me all the time now. Yeah. I know, me too. And I'm like, yeah. why don't I learn, you know? Yeah. And last but not least, uh, you can save money if you get your tickets in advance for Oktoberfest at Bold Point Park from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. It's the 26th annual International Oktoberfest, um, and that's October 6th. It's Rhode Island's original Oktoberfest with beer gardens featuring local and imported brews. If you've ever been, it used to be the one in Newport, but there's so many different kinds of beers. Um, there'll be food trucks, German festival fair, Bavarian American entertainment, and much more. It's $15 in advance and 20 the day of, so you can mm-hmm. save some money by getting your tickets now. Great. Sounds good. And you can check it all out at riblogger.com. Absolutely. All right, Jennifer. Thank you very much. Appreciate you being here. Thanks. Have a great week. You're welcome. You too. What a great show today. If you missed any of the show, don't worry. You can check it out on about a dozen different podcast channels from Stitcher to Apple, uh, you know, iTunes to Google. Just check out the Roundtable Radio with Emilio Desperado. You'll be able to find us there. Um, and you can also go to the roundtableradio.com. Call me if you have any questions, if you have a home you're thinking about selling now or in the future. Even if you're just curious about what you could do now to a home that you're holding just to get the value up over time, where to invest, where not to invest, I can help you with that. 401-359-2338. Again, 401-359-2338. And uh, this has been The Roundtable. I'd like to thank Christina, our producer, for producing the show. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Ted Tapuzis with Tapuzis and Associates. That is uh, the attorney that was on today with us. Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com. Shout out to Ashley Borden with Residential Mortgage Services. She's sick. She couldn't come in today. And uh, and also you, our listeners, for making this show the number one real estate show on social media and on podcasts and on air three years and running. Thank you so much. This is Roundtable Real Estate Simplified. We'll see you next week. News Radio 920 presents The Roundtable Real Estate Simplified with Emilio Despirito, team leader of the Despirito team with Home Smart Professionals. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Hey, good morning. Thank you for tuning in to The Roundtable Real Estate Simplified. This is Emilio Despirito, local realtor here in Rhode Island and leading the Despirito team for Rhode Island and Massachusetts. So, any real estate questions you have, regardless of what they may be, give me a call in my off-air number, 401-359-2338. Again, 401-359-2338. That's my direct cell. Call me. 
I'll help you out. Now, in the studio with us, we have Ted Tapuzis with Tapuzis and Associates. Now, morning, Ted, Amelia. good morning, Ted. Good morning. Now, Ted, um, Ted, Ted is a top dog real estate attorney here in Rhode Island. He owns a place out in a, a firm out in Florida. A, yep, an office in Miami. Licensed yep. in Massachusetts as well. So, yep. needless to say, um, there's not a lot that he probably has not seen. That's true. One of the topics that we get a lot of questions about. And I'd love to ask you a couple questions if I could. Yeah, is the power of attorney. Yeah, the power of attorney. It's an yeah. important one. Yeah, when when they get used and and you know what's the purpose of it? Sure. So yeah. so so Ted, if I may, um, a lot of times when we're closing, when people are traveling, or when somebody is sick, or when somebody can't make the closing, or when somebody can't sign the documents, they need a power of attorney. That's right. What what? And we always see people do this at last minute. Yeah, always. That's that's why I'm bringing it up today. Yeah, I I, I wanted to discuss. <laughs> What's that. an that's appropriate right. time frame that somebody should? Well, I mean, they should, they, you know, last minute is always not a good idea when you're you're working on a closing. You know, you, you you've got all these parties are involved. You got the uh, you know you got you got your agents involved. They they have a number of functions to get you to the closing table. You've got your closing attorney. Yeah. You've got your uh, your um, your lender, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and and all these parties, uh, you've got a, a seller's counsel or a buyer's counsel if you're, you know, depending on on you know what what your role is in this in this transaction. So you know, there's a lot of players, and and nobody likes the last minute thing because you have to react. It's not like it's always a slam dunk on uh, on your your closing. And you know, if there's a power of attorney on a purchase, for example, um, which is an you know a, a common thing. Um, you know, if you're if you're buying cash, it's one thing. Um, you know, not 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 very significant. But mm-hmm. when you're buying with a loan, the lender needs to be aware of uh, you signing uh, a power of attorney, giving somebody the uh, you know the authority to sign on your behalf. You know, because you're you're that that third party, whoever it is. Um, and you know you have the right to choose whoever you want, but uh, you know that third party is going to be signing loan documents. These mm-hmm. are these are legal documents. You you, you can't just you know, think it's, oh, it's no problem, you know, it's because this will have to be reviewed, the document, the power of attorney instrument will have to be reviewed by your lender and approved by the lender before it can get executed. So it's not like it's it's a slam dunk. And so it's if you know you have some reason to believe that you'll be out of town uh, for that closing, yeah. bring it up ahead of time. You know, it's it's important, you know, and, and the seller side as well. I mean, you know, when... Uh, when powers of attorney are used for seller's docs, and this is, it's common, it's really common. People, you know, have places to be and, and or they, they're, you know, incapacitated to, to a certain extent, maybe a physical incapacitation, not, not a mental incapacitation because, you know, that would be a different, uh, you know, a different set of circumstances. But, you know, the powers of attorney are used for those purposes as well. But, uh, you know, for the most part, you know, um, we, we, we look or the title insurance uh, companies um, you know, we'll allow a power of attorney to be used for seller documents um, so long as the seller, if he has the authority, to, the, the capacity to sign a power of attorney, he also has the, he or she also has the capacity to sign um, the, the deed. Sure. The deed is the important document, you know, when they, yeah. you know, whether they, when they, when they are aware of what they're signing and they, and, you know, they, they understand the consequences of signing that document, they can sign the deed and sign the, the power of attorney. That's perfectly fine. And then the rest of the documents, you know, would normally be reviewed prior to closing with, with okay. either the attorney in fact or the, uh, or the principal, the seller, um, you know, before the uh, attorney in fact will sign documents at closing, you know. 
Wow. So, so you think maybe a week, two weeks, five days? What do you think as far as an appropriate uh, time frame? I think it just depends on the circumstances. I think it depends on what you're using it for. If, you, mm. if you're if you're a, a seller, um, you know, we, we would like to... And also, keep in mind that um, whether it's buyer or seller, it takes time to prepare the documents. You know, they, sure. they can prepare, be prepared relatively quickly, but it's not so much... Um, the preparation time uh it's more the uh the review you know because there are the parties involved in the transaction that need to review it and and confirm yeah th this is fine that you can go ahead and have these instruments signed and mm -hmm. you know and also by the way i didn't mention it before but when you're using the power of attorney for a purchase uh then then the lender will not only have to review that power of attorney but the closing attorney We'll have to uh, get that original power of attorney and record it hmm. uh, with the mortgage. It's, Absolutely. Yeah, it has to be recorded. A lot of moving parts there. If you're just sure. joining us, this is Emilio Desperado, and this is the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified. I'm a local realtor here in Rhode Island, and I run a team of Rhode Island and Massachusetts realtors. We are interviewing Ted Tapuzis with Tapuzis & Associates right now. And we're talking about power of attorney. Now, Ted was just talking about how many hoops they pretty much have to jump through and how many different parties are involved. You might not believe it, but, you know, there's a lot of work up front. So make sure you do your due diligence and ask for a power of attorney up front. Ted, another, yeah. another question um, that I have for you is who can be a power of attorney? Uh, any, anybody who's, uh, you know, a, uh, not, not a minor. Um, or who uh, so has plus. the mental capacity to be able to understand, um, you know, what uh, what they're signing on behalf mm -hmm. of the principal. I think that would, you know, if they have the mental capacity to be able to sign and, and they're not a minor, uh, you know, above the age of 18, mm -hmm. then they can they can be appointed to be a, uh, an attorney, in fact, to sign the, the documents for the, uh, the principal. Yeah. yeah. So I've had, I've had clients ask me to be a power of attorney. Yep. That's right. um, there, I, I believe it now. Is, is there, is there a liability for someone who is the power of attorney? I, you know, they might have, uh, I mean, the, the, I know the document itself, um, you know, absolves the parties of liability. Oh, great. Uh, you okay. know, so in other words, like, uh, if, um, if that attorney in fact signs, um, behalf of the principal, you know, uh, it's assumed that, that that person knew what they were signing and, and you know, and was signing that, uh, um, you know, to, to step in the shoes of the principal. Mm -hmm. So if, uh, you know, we're, all the other parties, the buyer, the seller, depending on and, 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 the, and the corresponding, you know, agents, mm -hmm. you know, should be able to rely on that. That's, mm -hmm. that's a legal document, a sure. legal act. So, um, you know, uh, there might be, you know, maybe between the, the, the agent, the attorney, in fact, and, and the uh, and the principal, the, the person granting the, the power, um, there might be some liability there if, if, let's say, the principal didn't, you know, want something signed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but that's, that's an issue between them. But, you know, as to all the other parties, I, I think that they're entitled to rely on the execution of a document with the power of attorney. Brings me to my next question, and that would be, are all of the documents that the power of attorney is signing, are, are all of those documents reviewed prior to uh, by the... The principal, the principal, the principal, the person giving the uh, the power, mm -hmm. they should be. Um, and, you know, so, for example, you know, if at a closing on a sale, the uh, the seller uh, gives a power to somebody, um, you know, to sign a, a document for them, especially uh, a settlement statement that mm -hmm. has all the the math, all you know, where where the the seller's money is being spent on that transaction. Yep. You know, that document should be reviewed 
um, you know, by the closing attorney um, with the uh, with the seller, mm-hmm. you know, uh, prior or and also maybe with even the uh, the attorney in fact um, prior to the execution of the document by that attorney in fact. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important because uh, that that seller, if you know, they need to know where their money's being yeah. spent. You know, yeah. and, and if they don't, if they're not in agreement with something. You know, you don't want to hear about it afterwards and say, "Well, I didn't, I didn't see that document. I should have seen it." Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, th- he didn't have, or he or she, as the attorney, in fact, didn't have the authority to sign. You know, you want to, you want to catch that up front so that uh, we don't hear about it uh, after the closing. Buyers can also get a power of attorney as yes. well, correct? Okay. Yep. Now yep. let's switch gears for a second, and let's just say hypothetically, the uh, buyer's walking through a final walkthrough the buyer has a power of attorney. So Mm -hmm. the buyer's power of attorney is walking through the final walkthrough. The seller has a power of attorney. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. The buyer's power of attorney walks through the walkthrough and sees a gigantic hole in the wall of the basement flooding. Yeah. Oh. The the seller's power of attorney is now waiting at the closing table. The buyer's power of attorney walks in. Now all of a sudden they want to hold money back. They want to hold escrow. They want to charge all this. How would that go down? Could you could both parties sign yeah. the difference? The yeah, numbers? because because yeah. that attorney, in fact, for whoever it is, the buyer or the seller, which party it is, um, would stand in the shoes of that party. You know, okay, so the, the buyer or the seller. So That's they I would thought. have the authority to be able to negotiate or resolve. Um, you know, whatever that issue may be. Have yeah. you ever seen yeah. that before? That, pa- that particular... It's pretty freaky. I have. Yeah, I mean, I, I wow, have really? seen yeah. some, you know, things like, of that sort before because, you know, we Go you do... Figure. You do it. Yeah, you do powers yeah. of attorney <laughs> often. You know, yeah. and, and that's why I bring it up because, you know, the, people sometimes gloss over the, uh, the, the uh, you know, the... Uh, it's not such a big deal. Let's just sign a, PO, a, power, a POA, we call it. Um, but... It is a big deal. You got to know is. what you're signing, and 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 you know, there's also even a uh, special way to sign the documents um, at the closing table. Sure, yeah. Right. So, uh, and that if you're a, if you're a buyer's attorney, in fact, you need to sign in a certain format at on every line um, that the, that particular um, principal's name is mm-hmm. uh, listed. You know, so it could be on a whole loan package. You're going to sign that way. So expect to be there for a while. That's great. Very good. Thank you, Ted. Stay with us, Ted, because I've got some more questions uh, for you, if that's okay, about tenancy. Yeah. Okay, this is important stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Ted, if somebody wants to reach you, you're very welcome. Thank you. If somebody wants to reach you uh, off air Monday through Friday during normal business hours, how do they get you? They can get me at my uh, my local office number, which is 401-533-9888. That's 401-533-9888. Give Ted a call. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back here on the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified, right here on News Radio 920, streaming at WHJJ. News Radio 920 presents the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified with Emilio Despirito, team leader of the Despirito team with Home Smart Professionals. Thank God for my life, for the stars and stripes, may freedom forever fly, and the radio world. Here's Emilio Despirito. 
Hey, good morning. Today is Sunday, September 23rd, and this is the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified. Listen, this is your show for everything real estate, buying, selling, holding, investing. We're going to have on top-tier professionals to talk with you about the various topics. And oftentimes, we're bringing on uh, different business professionals in various fields to talk with you about that as well. So we hope that this show enlightens you, helps you out, and gives you something to talk about at that Sunday family dinner. Good stuff. If you have any real estate questions for me and you want to talk about them off air, call me 401-359-2338. I'll be saying the phone number throughout the show, 401-359-2338. That's my personal cell phone. Now, my team and I cover Rhode Island and Massachusetts. So no matter where you are over there, or if you need somebody in any of the other 50 wonderful states here, we can refer you to someone, okay? All right, so we've got a, a great show for you today. We've got some legal advice with Ted Tapuzis. He's going to be coming on. He's going to be talking about some various subjects. I think you're going to want to definitely tune in, especially if you know um, somebody selling or if you know a buyer. Uh, they're they're probably going to want to tune into those segments. Very informative. Okay. All right. So the market is uh, the market's a little bit different now than it was, and uh, to me that's no shocker. But at the same time, to plenty it is. And what I'm seeing right now is a lot of people in denial that the market could be shifting a bit, okay? And a lot of times we kind of get stuck in the same gear and it's been a seller's market, but it's been a very challenging market. It's been a very tough real estate climate because there's just not, there was not enough homes on the market throughout all of Rhode Island, basically. And now what we're seeing is we're seeing more homes hitting the market. So I am on a couple different neighborhood websites. Okay. You may have heard of it. It's called Nextdoor. And I've got feedback from, I did a video about the fall 2018 market, and I had two different people from two different neighborhoods comment, ha ha, yeah, right, it's a hardcore seller's market, nothing is happening. Well, I've got some data for you, and I hate to say it because... I love seller's markets. I'm a listing agent, right? But we also, there's opportunity in every market. And right now we're moving more towards a balanced market, which is actually good for sellers and buyers, okay? Um, so let's talk about that, all right? What is going on out there? Well, mortgage applications fell by 1.8% over the past week, according to Mortgage Bankers, and Associ uh, Mortgage Bankers Association. And the volume, so the dollar amount, was 18% lower compared to the same week last year. And think about this for a second. If there's about 2% less buyers and uh, filling out applications for the near future and volume, the cash, is down 18% lower compared to the same time last year. And we're constantly seeing this happen week over week over week. When that happens... Things are absolutely going to change. They have to. So mortgage rates are up. What do you think happens when mortgage rates go up? Well, prices can't escalate the way that they have. In 2018, prices have escalated in most areas around 10, 11% double digits. That's that. Ask anybody that knows real estate over time. That is not a normal type of market. Okay, We can't sustain that. It's impossible. So the naysayers and the people saying that this is going to continue, I'm sorry. You should definitely check where you're getting your information and shut that garbage off. And you should probably tune into to shows like this, or you should definitely check out what the, the Rhode Island Association of Realtors or the Mass Association of Realtors are posting. 
Okay. A couple of other interesting pieces of data that I found is the original price versus the sold price. Now, I get all of this information from the multi-listing service. It's the most accurate housing data that we have here. I'm specifically talking about Rhode Island right now. So if you're in Massachusetts and you want to know about yours, call me. 401-359-2338. I'm going to connect you with a top-notch Massachusetts realtor. 401-359-2338. And here's the deal. In Rhode Island right now, original price versus sold price. In September, the median original price was $305,900. That's huge. That's a high median price. However, let's look at the sale price median, $276,000. All right. So it doesn't take a mathematician to tell you that's about a 10% difference it's about a 10% difference. Now, I don't know if you remember, a couple of shows back, I was talking about how over the whole country, about a billion dollars in price reductions. Now is not the time where you can aggressively overprice your home. Be careful. Do not put your home on the market and overprice it because you're going to lose. If there is a tactic that you can do to really kick butt out in this housing market, it is to price your home aggressively. Now, if your home needs a lot of work as well, that's a whole nother story. You cannot price a home that needs a lot of work with uh, to compare it to, to homes that don't. Why? Because inventory is picking up, okay? 33, 33 out of... 73 zip codes that I looked at in Rhode Island are now balanced or buyer's markets, okay? That's that's literally almost half of all zip codes in Rhode Island are now balanced or buyer's markets. That is true data that comes from the Rhode Island Association of Realtors, and right now there are 40, about 40 seller's markets uh, as far as zip codes go in Rhode Island. So a lot of times people don't realize it's happening in their zip code. I can get you this if you'd like. Text me or call me 401-359-2338. Do definitely do a, a market checkup in your area if you're considering selling now or in the next six months. Things are changing. Here's another fact I'd love to share with you is that for the first time in 29 months, inventory here in Rhode Island has increased. So the amount the amount of single-family homes for sale here in Rhode Island has increased for the first time in almost 30 months. Things are changing. The, the Things are absolutely changing. And again, if you're just tuning in, this is the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified. We were talking about how the market is shifting a bit in more areas than not uh, throughout Rhode Island. Get this, 33 zip codes. 33 zip codes are now in balanced or buyer's markets here in Rhode Island. And 40 zip codes, okay, 40 zip codes are still in a seller's market. Still a very healthy market out there for sellers. Balance doesn't actually necessarily mean a, a bad thing. And, uh, and a buyer's market is not bad at all if you're buying. So don't listen to the hype of the big media Get your information from local real store, real estate agents and, and, and reliable sources. I would not suggest contacting the realtor that sells one or two properties a year. I would suggest contacting somebody that sells at least two per month. That's my suggestion. They're out there. They're grinding. They're working hard. Give me a call if you'd like to talk about any of this at all. If you're curious about your home specifically, multi, single, or condo. If you own commercial real estate as well, I can refer you to some folks. 401-359-2338.
Again, 401-359-2338. We've got a fantastic show coming up. We've got Ted Tapuzis with Tapuzis and Associates. Now, Ted is a top-tier attorney. He's licensed here in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. He's got some interesting things to tell us about tenancy. Okay, so how to take tenancy. Now, this is going to come in handy if ever you're purchasing a property with a significant other. Okay, they could be boyfriend, girlfriend, family, yeah, wife, whatever it is. Good information there. We're also going to be talking about power of attorney as well as what do you do in the event of a divorce. Of course, don't forget, you can check out all the top events here in Rhode Island. We have it every single show brought to you by riblogger.com because when you're buying real estate or when you want to be a part of a community, you got to know what's going on. So today, hug a neighbor, settle your differences, let's show love for one another. This is a fantastic place. I love everybody, and uh, I hope you're promoting that message to your kids, to your grandkids. Shut that crappy mass media off, and let's just be one community. I love you all. Thank you so much. God bless you, and I'm looking forward to having a fantastic show talking about one of the best opportunities in the world, and that's real estate right here. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back. News Radio 920 presents The Roundtable, Real Estate Simplified, with Emilio Despirito, team leader of the Despirito team with Home Smart Professionals. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Hey, good morning. Thank you for tuning in to The Roundtable, Real Estate Simplified. This is Emilio Despirito, local realtor here in Rhode Island and leading the Despirito team for Rhode Island and Massachusetts. So any real estate questions you have, regardless of what they may be, give me a call in my off-air number, 401-359-2338. Again, 401-359-2338. That's my direct cell. Call me. I'll help you out. Now, in the studio with us, we have Ted Tapuzis with Tapuzis and Associates. Now, good morning, Ted. Amelia. Good morning, Ted. Good morning. Now, Ted, um, Ted, Ted is a top dog real estate attorney here in Rhode Island. He owns a place out in a, a firm out in Florida. A, yep, an office in Miami. Licensed yep. in Massachusetts as well. So, yep. needless to say, um, there's not a lot that he probably has not seen. That's true. One of the topics that we get a lot of questions about. And I'd love to ask you a couple questions if I could. Yeah. Is the power of attorney. Yeah. The power of attorney. It's an yeah. important one. Yeah. When when they get used and, and you know, what's the purpose of it? Sure. So, yeah. so, so Ted, if I may, um, a lot of times when we're closing, when people are traveling or when somebody is sick or when somebody can't make the closing or when somebody can't sign the documents, they need a power of attorney. That's right. And what, how, what, and we always see people do this at last minute. Yeah, always. That's that's why I'm bringing it up today. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to discuss. <laughs> What's that. an right. appropriate time frame that somebody should? Well, I mean, they should, they, you know, last minute is always not a good idea when you're you're working on a closing. You know, you, you you've got all these parties are involved. You got the uh, you know you got you got your agents involved. They they have a number of functions to get you to the closing table. You've got your closing attorney. You've got your uh, your um, your lender, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and and all these parties, uh, you've got a, a seller's counsel or a buyer's counsel if you're, you know, depending on on you know what what your role is in this in this transaction. So you know, there's a lot of players, and and nobody likes the last minute thing because you have to react. It's, it's not like it's always a slam dunk on uh, on your your closing, and you know, if there's a power of attorney on a purchase, for example, um, which is an you know a, a common thing. Um, you know, if you're if you're buying cash, it's one thing. 
um, you know, not 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 very significant. But mm-hmm. when you're buying with a loan, the lender needs to be aware of uh, you signing uh, a power of attorney, giving somebody the, uh, you know, the authority to sign on your behalf. You know, because you're you're that that third party, whoever it is. Um, and you know you have the right to choose whoever you want, but uh, you know that third party is going to be signing loan documents. These mm-hmm. are these are legal documents. You you can't just you know think it's oh it's no problem. You know it's because this will have to be reviewed. The document, the power of attorney instrument, will have to be reviewed by your lender and approved by the lender before it can get executed. So it's not like it's it's a slam dunk. And so it's if you know you have some reason to believe that you'll be out of town. Uh, for that closing, yeah. bring it up ahead of time. You know, it's it's important. You know, and and the seller side as well. I mean, you know, when uh, when powers of attorney are used for sellers' docs, and this is it's common. It's really common. People, you know, have places to be, and and or they they're you know incapacitated to to a certain extent, maybe a physical incapacitation, not not a mental incapacitation, because. You know that would be a different, uh, uh, you know, different set of circumstances. But you know, the powers of attorney are used for those purposes as well. But uh, you know, for the most part, you know, um, we 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 look or the title insurance uh, companies, um, you know, will allow a power of attorney to be used for seller documents, um, so long as the seller, if he has the authority to the the capacity to sign a power of attorney, he also has the he or she also has the capacity to sign. Um, the the deed sure the deed is the important document you know when they yeah. you know whether they when they when they are aware of what they're signing and they and you know they they understand the consequences of signing that document they can sign the deed and sign the the power of attorney that's perfectly fine and then the rest of the documents you know would normally be reviewed prior to closing with with okay. either the attorney in fact or the uh, or the principal the seller. Um, you know, before the uh, attorney, in fact, will sign documents at closing, you know? Wow. So, so you think maybe a week, two weeks, five days? What do you think as far as an appropriate uh, time frame? I think it just depends on the circumstances. I think it depends on what you're using it for. If, you, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're a, a seller, um, you know, we, we would like to – and also keep in mind that um, whether it's buyer or seller – it takes time to prepare the documents. You know, they sure. they can be pre- be prepared relatively quickly, but it's not so much um, the preparation time. Uh, it's more the uh, the review. You know, because there are the parties involved in the transaction that need to review it and and confirm. Yeah, th- this is fine. That you can go ahead and have these instruments signed. And mm-hmm. you know, and also by the way, I didn't mention it before, but when you're using the power of attorney for a purchase. Uh, then, then the lender will not only have to review that power of attorney, but the closing attorney will have to uh, get that original power of attorney and record it hmm. uh, with the mortgage. It's, Absolutely. Yeah, it has to be recorded. A lot of moving parts there. If you're just sure. joining us, this is Emilio Desperado, and this is the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified. I'm a local realtor here in Rhode Island, and I run a team of Rhode Island and Massachusetts realtors. We are interviewing Ted Tapuzis with Tapuzis & Associates right now, and we're talking about power of attorney. Now, Ted was just talking about how many hoops they pretty much have to jump through and how many different parties are involved. You might not believe it, but you know, there's a lot of work up front. So make sure you do your due diligence and ask for a power of attorney up front. Ted, another yeah. another question um, that I have for you is who can be a power of attorney? Uh, any Anybody who's, uh, you know, a uh, not, not a minor um, or who uh, so 18 has plus. the mental capacity to be able to understand, um, you know, what uh, what they're signing. 
on behalf of the principal. I think that would, you know, if they have the mental capacity to be able to sign and, and they're not a minor, you know, above the age of 18, mm -hmm. then they can they can be appointed to be a, a, an attorney, in fact, to sign the, the documents for the, uh, the principal. Yeah. yeah, so I've had, I've had clients ask me to be a power of attorney. Yep. That's right. Um, there, I, I believe, now, is, is, there, is there a liability for someone who is the power of attorney? I, you know, they might have, uh, I mean, the, the, I know the document itself, um, you know, absolves the parties of liability. Oh, great. Uh, you okay. know, so in other words, like uh, if, um, if the attorney, in fact, signs on um, behalf of the principal, you know, uh, it's assumed that, that that person knew what they were signing and, and you know, and was signing that, uh, um, you know, to, to step in the shoes of the principal. Mm -hmm. So if, uh, you know, we're, all the other parties, the buyer, the seller, depending on and, and, and the and the corresponding, you know, agents, mm -hmm. you know, should be able to rely on that. That's, mm -hmm. that's a legal document, a sure. legal act. So, um, you know, uh, there might be, you know, maybe between the, the, the agent, the attorney, in fact, and, and the uh, and the principal, the the person granting the the power, um, there might be some liability there. If if let's say the principal didn't you know want something signed, mm -hmm. um, you know, but that's that's an issue between them. But you know, as to all the other parties, I I think that they're entitled to rely on the execution of a document with the power of attorney. It brings me to my next question, and that would be: Are all of the documents that the power of attorney signing are are all of those documents reviewed prior to? Uh, by the the principal, the principal, the principal, the person giving the uh, the power, mm -hmm. they should be. Um, and, you know, so, for example, you know, if at a closing on a sale, the uh, the seller uh, gives a power to somebody, um, you know, to sign a, a document for them, especially uh, a settlement statement that mm -hmm. has all the the math, all you know, where where the the seller's money is being spent on that transaction. Yep. You know, that document should be reviewed. Um, you know, by the closing attorney um, with the uh, with the seller, mm -hmm. you know, uh, prior or and also maybe with even the uh, the attorney. In fact, um, prior to the execution of the document by that attorney. In fact, mm -hmm. um, it's important because uh, that that seller, if you know, they need to know where their money's being yeah. spent. You know, yeah. and, and if they don't, if they're not in agreement with something. You know, you don't want to hear about it afterwards and say, "Well, I didn't, I didn't see that document. I should have seen it." Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, the, he didn't have, or he or she, as the attorney, in fact, didn't have the authority to sign. You know, you want to, you want to catch that up front so that uh, we don't hear about it uh, after the closing. Buyers can also get a power of attorney as yes. well, correct? Okay. Yep. Now yep. let's switch gears for a second. Let's just say hypothetically, the uh, buyer's walking through a final walkthrough the buyer has a power of attorney. So mm -hmm. the buyer's power of attorney is walking through the final walkthrough. Yep. The seller has a power of attorney. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. The buyer's power of attorney walks through the walkthrough and sees a gigantic hole in the wall of the basement flooding. Yeah. Oh. The, 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 the seller's power of attorney is now waiting at the closing table. The buyer's power of attorney walks in. Now all of a sudden they want to hold money back. They want to mm -hmm. hold escrow. They want to charge all this. How would that go down? Could you could both parties sign yeah. the difference? The yeah, numbers? because because yeah. that attorney, in fact, for whoever it is, the buyer or the seller, which party it is, um, would stand in the shoes of that party. You know, so okay, the, the buyer or the seller. So That's they I would thought. have the authority to be able to negotiate or resolve. Um, you know, whatever that issue may be. Have yeah. you ever seen yeah. that before? That, that particular... It's pretty freaky. I have. Yeah, I mean, I, I wow, have really? seen yeah. some, you know, things like, of that sort before because, you know, we... Go you figure. Do, you do it, yeah, you do powers yeah. of attorney <laughs> often, you yeah. know, and, and that's why I bring it up because, 
you know, the, people sometimes gloss over the uh, the the uh, you know the uh, it's not such a big deal. Let's just sign a PO a, power, a POA we call it, um, but it is a big deal. You got to know is. what you're signing, and 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 you know, there's also even a uh, special way to sign the documents. Um, at the closing table, sure, yeah. right? So, uh, and that, if you're, a, if you're a buyer's attorney, in fact, you need to sign in a certain format at, on every line um, that the, that particular um, principal's name is mm -hmm. uh, listed. You know, so it could be on a whole loan package. You're going to sign that way, so expect to be there for a while. That's great. Very good. Thank you, Ted. Stay with us, Ted, because I've got some more questions uh, for you, if that's okay, about yeah. tenancy. Yeah. Okay? This is important stuff. Good okay. stuff. Uh, Ted, that's if somebody familiar. wants to reach you, you're very welcome. Thank you. If somebody wants to reach you uh, off air Monday through Friday during normal business hours, how do they get you? They can get me at my uh, my local office number, which is 401-533-9888. That's 401-533-9888. Give Ted a call. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back here on the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified, right here on News Radio 920, streaming on WHJJ. News Radio 920 presents the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified with Emilio Despirito, team leader of the Despirito team with Home Smart Professionals. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Hey, good morning. Thank you for tuning in to the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified. We're here with you every Sunday, and now we are streaming on about a dozen different podcast channels from iTunes to Google to Stitcher, SoundCloud, you name it. We're on your favorite podcast channels. I want you to check those out if you could, if you missed any of our past shows. It's fantastic. You can also find videos of all of our segments on the Roundtable Radio Com. And if you have any information you need, or if you just simply need, um, you know, a contact for anything, give me a call on my personal number. That's why I'm here. 401-359-2338. Quick shout out to David out of Narragansett who called me after listening to uh, one of the past shows, as well as Lou from Pawtucket. Thank you, gentlemen, for calling. Had fantastic conversations, and I'm going to be helping both, uh, I believe, with the real estate in the near future. So thank you very much. 401-359-2338. We're here in the studios, but that is my off-air number. And give me a call on that, okay? Now, in the studio with us, if you missed last segment, we were talking with Ted Tapuzis with Tapuzis and Associates, and we were talking about the power of attorney. Very interesting. Um, and if you missed that, no sweat. Again, catch it on theroundtableradio.com. But we were also talking about, let's talk about tenancies and, 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 and how the tenancies work, because mm -hmm. I think a lot of people get confused with that. They do. Yeah, right. They, they they definitely do, and and you know it's it's always a last minute conversation as well. You know it really is because uh, you know you, lots of times you don't even think about it uh, prior mm -hmm. to closing, and this is mainly uh, a, a, um, a conversation that you have with uh, with uh, a buyer side. You know because uh, that's when the deed when the deed gets prepared. There's usually a blank, for, and and it's also it comes into to play when there's uh, more than one person on title. Yep. And they're not married. So okay. so I, I'm so sorry, but so to simplify this, tenancy has to do with the buyers and how they take title, title to the property. That's right. Okay, yep. great. Exactly. So what type of tenancies would apply here and who would they apply to? Sure. Okay. So, well, it's it's not a problem when you take title in your individual name. Like if, if let's say, Ted Tapuzas purchases a property, um, I'm the only one on the deed mm -hmm. you know, as the grantee. You know, I take it uh, in my individual name. That's it. Um, no big deal. 
But uh, okay. the issue comes up when there's more than one person on title. And so, you know, especially when it's a, you know, we see this a lot, um, at, you know, when there's first time home buyers mm -hmm. you know, and first time home buyers, you know, maybe buying the property with, uh, you know, maybe, maybe a relative, you know, brother, sister, I've sure. seen that. I've seen, uh, you know, um, boyfriend, girlfriend a all lot, the time, all yep. the time. Right. And so the conversation and it's a, it's an awkward conversation because it's at that <laughs> point, and it's, you know exactly yeah, what I'm I talking about. Yeah. Um, when uh, when they're sitting at the table, and you say, "All right, guys, um, you know, I, I, you probably haven't had uh, to think about this prior to this, but you will have to think about it now yeah. uh, because we have to put the vesting, this 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 tenancy, um, on the deed before it gets recorded. Mm -hmm. And so, how do you want to take title to the property? And so, there's several different ways for a non-married couple. Uh, to take title to the property. It's either by tenants in common, which is uh, you know a, a mechanism where two people can hold title in, in different percentages even. Mm -hmm. right? um, and uh, if something were to happen, the, the operative ish, you know, point is, uh, is survivorship. Okay, what happens when one of these parties dies? Um, and uh, you know, it, you know, they're, not, they're not available anymore to, to be able to convey. Now, you know, where does that interest go? Well, that interest on a tenants in common goes to the heir of this uh, deceased uh, uh, property owner. I see. So can, can I interject there real mm -hmm. quick? So let's just say a boyfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend dies. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the boyfriend has the, and this is tenants in common, common. you said? Okay, so the boyfriend has the mom on yeah. there. So yeah. the mom gets his ownership. Yeah, so it wouldn't be on, he, so the mom wouldn't be on the deed because yeah. it would just be him and and his girlfriend, uh, and she, and if he dies, mom is the only heir. So then they'd have to do a probate of uh, the the boyfriend's um, yeah. estate to give the uh, the interest to the mom. Mm -hmm. So that so the 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 concern that comes up on on that type of vesting and it's and it, it definitely definitely has its purpose, you know. Mm -hmm. But the concern um, that that comes up is that a probate needs to be so so some legal process has yep. to take place in order for that property to be conveyed, um, and and also that uh, survivor might not want to be on title with mom. You know what I mean? What or, happens? And I'm, I, I, what happens if that if they don't like? Let's just say if the mom hmm. doesn't like the girlfriend, and the mom's like, I want to sell the house. Yeah. Wow. What and the girlfriend doesn't want to sell it. What happens? Yeah. You, you have to come to an agreement. Uh, maybe you know the girlfriend buy the, mom out. Maybe girlfriend buys mom out. You know, mom buys girlfriend out. Girlfriend you know, can't buy mom knows? out. What happens? What then she, they have to sell. Yeah, they may have to sell. Now, what happens if they ref if the girlfriend refuses to sell? Lawsuit. Possibly. Yeah. Okay, so you're yep. a first time home buyer. I think well, let's specifically speak That's to important. first time home buyers. Sure. You're a first time home buyer. Mm -hmm. You probably might not want to take tenants in common, especially if your mom doesn't like your girlfriend. The, yes, that's right. Or, or vice sure. versa. Your dad doesn't like your boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, you never know. I mean, that could happen. You know, so that's something to think about. You know, and, and you don't have time in, in five minutes conversation no. at the closing table to come to, to to play these scenarios out. That's why we're bringing it up here on the it's show. Fantastic yeah. information, Ted. Yeah, it really is. What would oh, so? What would you suggest for these people? What type of tenancies should first time you know, buyers? It's, it's hard to say because they have a reason for taking title in, as tenants in common. Maybe okay. they don't want um, so the other option is joint tenants with rights to survivorship where the survivor uh, you know you know so two parties are on title one party dies 
automatically the interest of the deceased passes to the survivor. So, you know, there might be a situation where um, the two parties that are on title, maybe they had uh, differing um, uh, investments in the, in the, in the property, in yeah. the initial investment. Could, you know, okay. One put, in, put up a lot more money than the other. Mm -hmm. Maybe the other didn't put any money up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe there's a reason there where they don't want um, the, the, the title to vest in the survivor if the uh, the inv the initial investments were lopsided, you know. Mm -hmm. So there 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 are legitimate reasons for you know tenants in common, you know. Um, but uh, you know joint tenants would alleviate that issue with mom, you know, coming on to title through a probate. Yeah. Uh, you know where uh, you know the, the the interest would pass to the survivor and then the survivor would then be able to convey. And I and I have had the situation where. Um, people have taken title in the, in uh, as as tenants in common. That was their choice. Mm -hmm. And then shortly after a closing, um, one of the one of the parties dies, and, uh -huh. and it was a boyfriend girlfriend uh, situation. So it was uh, it's awkward. It's an awkward conversation to have. Um, but you know the only option there is to to to, pro, to probate. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know the, and the issue really also comes in. Um, as first-time home buyers, they kind of are dependent on each other's income to be able to pay the bill. Yeah. And uh, and you know when one of them passes, then the uh, the 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 you know the remaining property owner might have to scramble to make you know to make that mortgage payment. So and when they're scrambling, they're they're going to also have to realize that they have to file a probate as well. Mm -hmm. So it's tough. So it's, wow. these are important conversations to have. And you know five minutes time at a closing table, um, you know. Or it's, 10 it's minutes kind of on radio on is not enough to yeah. learn about all the different things. That's right. It's putting them on the spot. Needless to say, it's like a real estate transaction. Everything has to be tailored to your specific needs. And that's still why realtors have not been completely replaced yet by no. computers. And I don't, yeah. I don't, I think it's a long ways out before it's, we can be because of that. It can't be. Yeah. Yeah. You need, you need realtors in the, in the mix. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you need attorneys, you need, you, need, yep. you know, yeah. One day, artificial intelligence is going to replace us all. One day, but maybe, not, not yet. hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully not. not. My, the human element time. is nice. The it's human important. touch is nice. The empathy is nice. All the, the, you know, I would rather have somebody hold my hand through. I, yeah, I know when I buy stuff, I want to have an attorney like yourself, Ted. Explain everything explain to you. Explain it. Take I want to ask questions. I That's want right. a human on the other end. I want to know what that human would do. Right. Right. That's right. And that human can also give you experiences, uh, you know, that they've had yeah. um, and, and kind of coach you through the process that way. Mm -hmm. That's great. Now, are there any, uh, we've got a quick uh, minute before we have to go to, to break, but are there any other um, tenancies. tenancies that we should discuss? There's one other one, which is a reserved to a married couple, uh, tenants, okay. tenants by the entirety. Mm -hmm. um, and that's uh, where once you're a, a married couple, you're kind of treated as, uh, by the by the law, as as one one person, you know, union of you know, it's one one individual. Okay. So, uh, but that that tendency is only for a married couple. So if you're that, you know, I tenancy bring the tendency up, you know, mainly because of situations where yeah. there's a joint tenant uh, scenario where they they uh, they're not married or um, you know they they uh, they're not sure which you know. Do I leave everything to the survivor? Do I, you mm -hmm. know, leave it to my heirs? Maybe it's a second marriage, you know, mm -hmm. or not not a second marriage, but a, uh, um, you know, after a divorce scenario, you know, new uh, new relationship, and uh, you know, maybe there's there are children, you know, of the uh, 
you know, one of the one of the tenants. Uh, do, you know. do you have five minutes after this? Because I, I really I'd like to uh, stay tuned, guys. I got to ask Ted one more more question about sure. what happens if you're a tenant in the entirety and you get a divorce. I want to understand this. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back here on the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified. News Radio 920 presents the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified with Emilio Despirito, team leader of the Despirito team with Home Smart Professionals. Now here's Emilio Despirito. Good morning. Thank you for tuning into the Roundtable Real Estate Simplified. This is Emilio Despirito, and I'm a local realtor here in Rhode Island, running a team of real estate professionals out of Rhode Island and Massachusetts. So any questions you have, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, whatever it is, give me a call. We'll connect you and get you the uh, the right information that you're looking for, especially if you own a multi-single family or a condo. Residential real estate still is hot right now, and uh, I'd love to talk with you about that as well. We can help you out, get you a home value estimate for your home, and talk about if now is the right time to sell, or if you're a buyer, if now is the right time to buy. 401-359-2338. We're here for you. Again, 401-359-2338. That's our off-air number. Now, in the studios with us uh, over the past couple of segments, uh, Ted Tapuzis, he's a real estate attorney for for what, over a decade mm. now. Oh, it's like 24 right. years. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh, you look great, man. Yeah. You look you look Thank great. You. That's that's awesome. So Ted's been doing this for 24 years. He's licensed in Florida, uh, Rhode Island, and Massachusetts. And yep. we were talking about a couple different topics today. If you missed those topics, don't worry. Go to theroundtableradio.com. Check out the podcast. Uh, we were talking about tenancies, and we were talking about power of attorney. But there's one question that I had for you, Ted. Mm-hmm. With tenancies, okay, so the way the way two or more buyers take title on a property, they're considered that's considered a tenancy, right? Right. If someone is married and they're a tenancy in the entirety, that's right. Okay, how does that affect them? How, who would take ownership with the divorce? That might be mm-hmm. a loaded question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of little things going on there. So, uh, so that tenancy by the entirety is only is reserved for a married couple. We mentioned that in the previous segment. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and and up until the moment that the uh, that the divorce is final, mm-hmm. uh, these parties are still uh, holding title to that property um, as tenants by the entirety. So they would both have to sign off on a conveyance on a on a deed when they're selling because that's. You know, obviously, the the probably the reason why you're bringing it up yeah. is on a uh, you know listing for eventual sale. Um, so until they're divorced, uh, they'd both have to be um, signing off on the deed. And I know I've had many closing transactions where uh, where um, you know they're in the process of getting divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, they've put the house on the market. Mm-hmm. They show up to the closing. Lots of times they don't want to be in the same room because it's pretty bitter. Sad. And yeah. uh, different Very times, um, you know, and and but they both would sign off on the deed until um, until the divorce is final. When um, once it's final, uh, you know, in that process, there's usually a property settlement agreement. Um, yep. And uh, so the divorce gets done. Property settlement agreement says the property goes to husband, property goes to wife. Um, and, and typically there's a deed that gets executed um, as part of that divorce process um, from the wife to the husband or the husband to the wife. And now that party is the sole, um, you know, seller of that, that, that property. Um, you know, because the divorce does sever the tenancy. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, um, and I'm sorry if you explain this, if I missed this, is is because there's a lot going on here, but is there, if somebody doesn't want to sell and the other party does want to sell, 
can that can can the other one buy them out or is it all situational oh yeah no i think they could definitely buy the the one party can buy the other party out and that does happen at fair market value yeah it would you'd have to evaluate what the uh, or would it be half of the mortgage well it would be half of the uh the uh, the value of the property at the time okay yeah okay so so the best way to go around doing it would probably to get a broker's price opinion or to exactly. get um, or to get an appraisal, an, an appraisal. official appraisal. I would yeah. su- actually suggest get an official appraisal. I, th- I would too. Yeah. I would too. Especially when it's when it comes to divorce, um, you know, sometimes that 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 is one of the, uh, you know, that well, not sometimes that that would be one of the assets of the the uh, the marital estate, and yeah. they'd have to evaluate what what each asset is worth to yeah. be able to divvy stuff up. Absolutely. Especially if you've bought, if you've purchased a home over a year ago, you probably have equity in that house unless you totally did not maintain that property. Um, You probably, if you did maintain the property or improve the property, you probably have equity in that property. Yeah. Oh, sure. Especially this year. Well, how many times did you say property in that? Yeah, or equity. Yeah, equity. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's no other words in there. No. I hope my point got across. Yeah, it definitely did. That's good stuff. Ted, How do, if somebody has questions for you, what's the best way? What's the best phone number for them to reach you? They can reach me at 401-533-9888. Ted's not there today. It's Sunday. Leave him a message. You know, leave a message. Tell him you heard it here on the roundtable. Ask him any questions you'd like. Uh, number one more time, Ted. Perfect. Ted practices law, real estate law here in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. Feel free to give Ted a call and ask him any questions uh, that you need as far as real estate goes. Thank you, Ted. You're welcome. Appreciate you being here with us today. And uh, thank you. Can't wait to have you back on. And on the line with us is Jennifer Jaber with RhodeIslandBlogger.com talking about the top five events here in lovely Rhode Island. Jen, welcome back to the roundtable. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. What do we got? What's happening? Well, we have to, you know, touch on the topic of Oktoberfest because they come and go so quickly. Wow. Um, There's an Oktoberfest on September 29th at Beer on Earth in North Kingstown. Mm -hmm. Um, It's their first Oktoberfest, and it'll celebrate uh, the release of their Oktoberfest lager and other fall uh, beers. There'll be German soft pretzels from Great Harvest Bread Company, as well as German sausages from the VFW. Um, It's an outdoor party dedicated to traditional German beer and food at the Beer on Earth Brewery, so a good reason to visit them there in North Kingstown. I don't remember if I said that. Mm -hmm. Um, The annual, I really want to do this this year, uh, Miss to Muse Canoe and Kayak Race, and I, I think paddleboarders are also allowed, um, will take place from 2 to 6 p.m. on September 30th. You can register online at MuseTavern.com or at the Mist the day of the race. I think registration starts at noon. Mm-hmm. It's an 80s theme race, too, so that's even better. So you can decorate your canoe, your kayak, and get all dressed up 80s style. Um, there'll be awards for many categories, followed by an outdoor party with food, brews, music, and prizes at the Muse finish line. So that sounds like a blast. Absolutely. On um, Saturday, September 29th and the 30th, the German American Cultural Society of Rhode Island in Pawtucket presents their Oktoberfest. It'll be two days of German celebration with authentic German food, drinks, song, and dance. The Bavarian Brothers will provide entertainment along with German dancers, um, an in-house music team, and it's just, you know, basically another fun for the whole family day. Mm-hmm. 
The sixth annual fall festival will take place at Mapleville Farm off Victory Highway in Mapleville. Uh, that's September 30th from 11 to 4. It's free admission and it's family friendly, including balloon animals all day, greenhouse tours, pony rides, face painting games, artisan vendors, pumpkin painting, food, and more. And uh, that's cash only, so don't be like me and show up with your debit card. Mm. Oh my like, God. Oh. Happens to me all the time now. Yeah. I know, me too. And I'm like, yeah. why don't I learn? You know? Yeah. And last but not least, uh, you can save money if you get your tickets in advance for Oktoberfest at Bold Point Park from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. It's the 26th annual International Oktoberfest, um, and that's October 6th. It's Rhode Island's original Oktoberfest with beer gardens featuring local and imported brews. If you've ever been, it used to be the one in Newport, but there's so many different kinds of beers. Um, there'll be food trucks, German festival fair, Bavarian American entertainment, and much more. It's fifteen dollars in advance and twenty the day of, so you can mm-hmm. save some money by getting your tickets now. Great, sounds good, and you can check it all out at riblogger.com. Absolutely. All right, Jennifer, thank you very much. Appreciate you being here. Thanks. Have a great week. You're welcome. You too. What a great show today. If you missed any of the show, don't worry. You can check it out on about a dozen different podcast channels, from Stitcher to Apple, uh, you know, iTunes to Google. Just check out. The Roundtable Radio with Emilio Desperado. You'll be able to find us there. Um, and you can also go to theroundtableradio.com. Call me if you have any questions, if you have a home you're thinking about selling now or in the future, even if you're just curious about what you could do now to a home that you're holding just to get the value up over time, where to invest, where not to invest. I can help you with that. 401 359 2338 Again, 401-359-2338, and uh, this has been The Roundtable. I'd like to thank Christina, our producer, for producing the show. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Ted Tapuzis with Tapuzis and Associates. That is uh, the attorney that was on today with us. Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com. Shout out to Ashley Borden with Residential Mortgage Services. She's sick. She couldn't come in today. And, uh, and also you, our listeners, for making this show the number one real estate show on social media and on podcasts and on air three years and running. Thank you so much. This is Roundtable Real Estate Simplified. We'll see you next week.